Hi, and welcome to Firsties with Reba and Ross. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. Uh, so this week we've got two more episodes of Venture Brothers, uh, Ghosts of the Sargasso, and uh, Ice Station Impossible. Yes. So uh, I guess we'll start with Ghosts of Sargasso. Uh, this wasn't... Okay. I didn't think this was a real like character-heavy episode, or like development-heavy episode. No. But it... This is one that a lot of people consider one of their favorites of the first season, just because it's a funny yeah. episode, or, like, the pirates are fun, and uh, yeah, you've got uh, Hank and Brock working together as kind of a team, since uh, Brock is being held captive, and yes, yeah. instruct Hank on how to choke people out and murder them and things. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think yeah. of this episode? Um, I really liked it. I think the thing that stuck out to me... Um, right off the bat was the way like the artwork in the beginning where they were very clearly it was like a flashback yeah kind of thing so it looked it looked more like it was a cartoon from the 70s that they're you know like pulling footage from right right you know they've um yeah it's kind of stylized i love that the opening the the guy in the spaceship is major tom so within the Venture Brothers canon, the song Major Tom by David Bowie is an actual thing that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. all the dialogue is like from Major Tom. I had to look up the lyrics mm-hmm. uh, to Major First Tom. One. And yeah. then, yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was that was the joke there. They obviously love David Bowie a lot. Yes, yes <laughs> a lot they of, do. A lot, lot of, of references to Bowie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there there are two things going on in this episode. We already mentioned the the pirate. Uh, I I guess I guess just the boarding of the pirates, which yeah. I like how the episode doesn't even like entertain the idea that they might actually be ghosts. Right <laughs> when we first saw the ship and the fog and all of that, uh, I thought, oh, Rusty is a machine. Has somehow created like a time warp and brought this old, old <laughs> right. pirate ship back. Yeah, because he mentions it sends right. sends signals back through time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no. Right, it's just like a bunch of pirates that just happen to get stuck on this ship. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and rubber masks and with temporary tattoos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and their walkie talkies are from a Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> ship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more more failures within this world. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Uh, but it. I also uh, like that Brock doesn't like it doesn't phase him for a second that they are actual people he was killing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. Of course he knew they were just people. Yeah. <laughs> just start killing them. That was I fine. Uh, I loved when Hank. Yeah, Hank was helping him out. And he gets to the point where he goes, okay, now you're going to turn his neck and you're going to hear a snap. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is this like, going to make him more unconscious? Uh, <laughs> so kill him. Yeah. Do I have to kill him? <laughs> okay, cry, baby. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, to Brock, it's like, of course you'd kill him. Yeah. That's a liability. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, um, I liked how, I don't know, Brock really isn't confident at all about hank and you know flat out tells him uh, if there's ever a time in your life when i needed you to not be hank it's now I know. <laughs> but it makes do but yeah I, I love that i love that hank just kind of understands that yeah like it's not like 
It's not an insult or anything no. to him. Well, and he's just so excited about yeah. being able to go on a mission for Brock. Yeah. And, like, they kind of skip over the fact that, yeah, he just manages to knock out most of the pirates and tie right. them up and stuff. Right. <laughs> Brock's apparently a good enough teacher that Hank can just do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, that was, that's a fun little subplot they've got in there, and you've got dean just hanging out with the pirate guy uh meanwhile rusty's underwater in his whatever you'd call it yeah uh, his big like sea suit deal uh you know doing his little jacques Cousteau impersonations which right you know plays into his ego even more that like he wants to think of himself as an important like seafarer too or someone who's (laughs) yeah and i mean from the opening um, you have his dad, like, big and, and yeah, hulking and, <laughs> you know, just like this, these big shoes for him to fill. It's just like, oh, well, I have to be this big man, too. I am this big man because he was my dad and I'm going to find the ship that he lost. Right. And I, <laughs> I like Rusty kind of. Again, deriding his father over things, uh, saying like, "Oh well, he scrapped the project out of respect for the dead." <laughs> like, like what? what a wimp! Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm gonna go dig it up and, uh, yeah. and I, I, I guess like they don't make it especially clear that uh, him finding the ship is probably what woke up the ghost of major tom no it's the it w- that was the vibration like that's the right time the vibration right right um because yeah he it was like right after that he's uh right after the pirate ship shows up you go back to him underwater and he's like say or like talking into the recorder and he's like they wanted me to turn up the volume and he turns up the the signal and that's when the uh, the ghost. That's right. Like, he shows up. <laughs> shows up. He gets like shot out of the water and comes up. And I love the ghost. Yeah, I love how because, non-threatening he right, is. Right. All he all he's doing is just standing and screaming. Uh huh. And yeah, it's he screams even louder when he finds out his wife remarried Action Man. Yeah. <laughs> Another detail. Uh, I like the way that that plot line lets them bring Doctor Orpheus in, even if it's just for like a second, just because right. it makes sense that they would call him up yeah. to deal with the dead. Yeah. Um, what was the what's the the quote? Did you get the quote from him? From um, uh, Doctor Orpheus. Yeah. Or, about what? About um, like go like I don't know. He said he mentioned Ghost, the movie Ghost. In oh, it. I didn't catch that. I th- I thought that's what he meant. <laughs> I got Dean mentioning or talking about Dr. Orpheus and saying, he's a necromancer. He lives in my backyard. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, like, the nonchalant. I love, I love that that's, like, the the idea that, okay, there's not, uh, pirates aren't ghost pirates, but there are ghosts in this world. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. Like, these aren't ghosts, but there are ghosts. Yeah. (laughs) And pirates. Yeah. Probably ghost pirates somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, but yeah uh, I there's the infamous uh, ass kill scene. <laughs> this one where Brock is oh yeah, uh, as the guy with his hand up his ass <laughs> and yeah. kills him. Uh, that that's apparently a scene that the Adult Swim executives loved. 
Oh, really? Like, they, they're really weird, or hearing what they did and didn't like about the first season is really weird. Like, mm-hmm. where they, a lot of the pee jokes where the executives going, like, put that in. We do more jokes about, like, bodily functions and stuff. That's funny. And uh, <laughs> they, it, and yeah, like, that they liked. But, but cigarettes, like, they're really uncomfortable with. So, like, Brock smokes, but yeah. they, that's why in this episode oh, there are all sorts of, you know, excuses for him to not smoke and for Hank to not smoke when he mentions that. Like, it's kind of them bringing up more and more of that because they were kind of frustrated and wanted to make jokes about smoking, too. Yeah. Yeah, hence why, you know, when he's held up there, he asks for a cigarette. He's like, I'd kill for one Yeah, I'd kill for a cigarette, and then he does kill for a cigarette. I told you I'd kill. But yeah. That was that was apparently one of the things they loved about this episode, or that the execs. Yeah. But I think it was just them throwing it in to kind of bees them. But they they also thought it was really funny after yeah. the fact. Uh, what else? Oh, I like the little go team venture gag at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just something they do. <laughs> I don't know. They just do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's over such a minuscule thing, like. They just got the pirate to ask Brock to drop them off, and he agreed to do it. It's like, yeah. go Team Venture! Yeah. <laughs> we accomplished something. I know. But yeah, the pirate captain shows up from time to time after this. Oh, cool. Like, he's not like, I, regular or anything, yeah. but yeah, he's he's now part of their expanded cast. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, I liked his, his temporary tattoo. I like the fact that it was on the back of his hand. Yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> There's not a place that a pirate would yeah. have a tattoo. Yeah. Um, that's most of what I had on this one. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just loved um, watching, like, I. it felt more like, like Rusty's plot mm-hmm. was the side plot to, yeah, definitely. to the pirates. And so you get him, you go back, keep going back to him, where they've cut the communication, so he's just like... He keeps mentioning, well, I've lost communication. And then he, like, steps into this clam. Yeah, yeah. And, and gets trapped in there for a bit. And then um, they start to take off. And right as he's found the the ship. And so he's, like, he, failing at this one thing. Like, he's so close to succeeding. And then, right. like. Right. The last yeah. minute he gets pulled back on, yeah. <laughs> on that. Like, he almost does it. But no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote down a few good lines, but that's, yeah. <laughs> I liked, uh, I like that Hank, uh, thinks of pirates the same way that he thinks of Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> if He's pirates exist, then all bets are off. I mean, that means that the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus, right? Like, they're, they're real. Nobody said that pirates weren't real, Hank. Exactly. <laughs> I like Dean's attempt to lie too. And now. <laughs> You're not very good at lying. Maybe. <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of funny jokes to it, uh, but yeah, it, it feels more like a side thing, or like it feels like they've developed the characters right. enough at this point that you know what they're about, kind of. Yeah. And they're having some fun with it, building the universe. Uh, I think the next episode did even more with universe building. Yeah. So, yeah. so Ice Station Impossible. Uh, the first major thing about this episode is that Race Bannon's in it. I had to actually look, look him up. up. Yeah, because it's the, the actual Race yeah. Bannon. Yeah, 
artwork and everything. It's like, yeah, it's kind of. I thought that was a cool like homage to. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny Quest. Quest, and it's it's interesting in an episode where it's like really the a plot has to do with the Venture Brothers equivalent or that universe equivalent of the Fantastic Four. So you've got the Fantastic Four that are like an off-brand name and stuff. Then you've got the actual race Bannon. And it's just entirely because of what, you know, who owned what. Right. Since uh, Cartoon Network's owned by Turner Broadcasting, which Mm -hmm. owns Hanna-Barbera. Oh, they they could use. They technically have the legal right to use any character from the Hanna-Barbera universe. Oh. That's that's how, like, Adult Swim and Cartoon Network get away with, like, all the Space Ghost shows and stuff. It's because those were actual characters from Hanna-Barbera cartoons that, Mm -hmm. because they own it, they can just throw into whatever they want. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, like, this kind of goes away as it goes on. I think... Like, I, I tried to do some research into this. I couldn't find a lot of good official sources on mm-hmm. it. It sounded like after a while, uh, t- either... I think it's just that Turner was considering doing a reboot or, like, a live-action movie of Johnny Quest or something, and they didn't want those characters showing up in Venture Brothers as a Aww. separate thing. So, I mean, obviously it's not a big problem with, like, Ray Bannon since he's right. dead. <laughs> it's... Uh, it, with there, you know, there are a couple other characters from Johnny Quest that show up, and like they renamed one of them and stuff, oh, <laughs> like really? partway through the series, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But, but yeah, it, it's kind of interesting to see Race Bannon actually show up and be in the universe of the show and be someone that yeah. uh, knows Brock Sampson right. and was in OSI with him and stuff, which they get to a little more later on the show. But oh. <laughs> so the a plot of this one, you've got uh Rusty actually, uh, with you know Billy Quizboy and Pete White wanting to work for Professor Impossible, right? Which is you know kind of probably a bit of an ego thing for him, yeah, <laughs> to work for this other guy, and not be his own thing, but but I mean he's still there, yeah. Like, like I don't know, he's like trying to cash in or giving up on his own adventure. I don't think so, or... but if they don't really make it very clear in the episode, yeah. he's just. It's it's a way to bring all that in, I think. Yeah. Uh, bring in all the uh, Fantastic Four type characters or the yeah. Impossibles. Uh, this is the first one, I think, where Professor Impossible is voiced by Stephen Colbert. <laughs> That's who that was. Oh. I don't think he did in the pilot. He might have, but... Yeah. Uh, I, I like the way, yeah, he's... He's played up as, yeah, really kind of full of himself. Every time he says the word impossible or a variation of impossible, they have like a musical stingo and stuff. Oh, really? It's kind of funny. Uh, I don't know how I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, it's just in, I, I think it's just in the first scene where yeah. he's uh, walking through like how the suits work and stuff and how they're, oh, or, yeah. that they fit impossibly great. And so, oh, yes, that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what do you think about the way that uh, Sally is portrayed and the other uh, uh, Impossibles, I guess? I, um, I liked it. I thought it was, I thought they were, I, I thought they were funny. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was, um, when I saw, when we first saw Sally, I wrote down, I was like, is this an abusive relationship? Because I, like, I know nothing about the Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah. So I... Like, she gets in trouble because she's out, like, in the halls. and I think it is kind of a sly nod or a 
a joke on some of the earlier Fantastic Four comics, like, back in the day. Yeah. Because they really did kind of treat her as, like, you know, the subservient woman in the relationship Ooh. because it was, like, an old 50s. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, this is making fun of that kind right, of. Right, right. But, uh, but, you know, then that kind of goes in the background here, too, because it becomes more about Professor Impossible hiding away the rest of Right. His... <laughs> Like, the rest of the Fantastic well, Four I mean, characters. I love how they're like so. Uh, they they are the knockoffs that they just don't really like. They're just not quite there as, <laughs> as superhero, you know. Uh, but I like the what is it? Human Torch. Human Torch. Yeah, yeah. Human Torch. <laughs> who, who literally just can't be outside like of that canister, or he's just on fire. Yeah, it's all kind of like a joke on how lucky all these superhero characters are that like they get exposed to radiation in all these weird ways and just great things happen to them. Right. So it's taking all those things, like the actual powers they have and being like, okay, (laughs) this is what that would be like. This is horrible. Where uh, Invisible Woman, it's just her skin is invisible. Yeah. And yeah, the Human Torch burns anytime he's outside his little tube. Yeah. Uh, the thing is uh, mentally disabled yeah, somehow so, yeah. and looks kind of like a big tumor. Yeah. <laughs> the callus, that's what they call it. Right, him. that's right. He's the callus. Yeah. It's like, well, he's re- he was mentally retarded, so he doesn't... <laughs> right, I wrote down that line, too. The... Yeah. And Ned's used to that kind of treatment or, you know, being yeah. pushed and hidden away because yeah. he's mentally retarded. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. But... I, I mean, I loved I loved seeing that because, uh, like, it made me think that that's, that's what superheroes would be like in real life. <laughs> like, the actual scientists that could do good or do harm, they're actually working towards making the world better. And the people that would get noticed and be the superhero-esque like yeah. scientist would be those ineffectual rusties and <laughs> and Doctor Impo- or Professor Impossible and like Pete White and Billy Quizboy those those types of people that are yeah. just like I don't know they're not <laughs> the public face would be different than the right. private yeah and I mean I think Professor Impossible in this is framed as someone who has done some impressive things, but right. yeah, yeah, he's like kind of an egomaniac and, you know, takes the accomplishments of others and makes them his too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the, uh, I like the continued, not, not, I, I, it doesn't draw attention to it, but that Rusty, like it, twice now has almost hooked up with a sidekick of someone else or sidekick oh, woman. Oh yeah. Cause it's her and Dr. Yeah. Girlfriend. <laughs> that's like, right he is a type <laughs> yeah yeah um i i loved i loved the um like overt allusion to rusty's pill popping oh right right like with the drug <laughs> test that he, yeah like he had he stole the kids pee for yeah. and <laughs> and <laughs> even um Pete White and Billy Quizboy mention it. Too. Yeah, they like, they know it. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not. You shouldn't be worried about that. You should be worried about Doctor Venture. Should be the one who's worried. worried. <laughs> right. Like, I've got that taken care of. Don't worry. And then and Sally gives him 
her right which example. leads to the the end bit which is so hilarious and sad oh my gosh, after yes. after rusty's left her like her yeah. way to get away from uh her horrible husband and then finds out through that that she's pregnant yeah it's pretty good oh, yeah <laughs> but yeah um i like i like the way that Professor Impossible is characterized as someone who doesn't even really care about the idea that his wife almost hooked up with Rusty behind his back. He only really cares that Rusty was going into secret areas yeah. of his lab. Yeah. That's most of what I have on the, the A plot. But, yeah. you know, there's quite a bit going on with the B plot, too, in this one. Right. We already mentioned Race Bannon, but yeah. uh, then you've got the whole exploding or the... injection thing where it yeah. turns organisms into bombs. Right. <laughs> and. Um. That's kind of fun with Hank in this one. Uh, <laughs> you've got Hank freaking out and Dean being the one that's all just, you know, nonchalant about it. And the, until until he realizes that uh, that Dr. Venture can't <laughs> actually do anything. Right. <laughs> I love I love him like proudly rattling off facts from the video that he watched. Like he really felt like he learned something or Dean did. Yeah. Where uh <laughs> like when Hank's where he's like, but I'm going to blow up. And Dean's like, not if we kill you first. Yeah. Just, like, no, no big deal. We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll take care of it. Yeah. And uh, um, I like this. My favorite stage was stage three because Hank just grows this big beard <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Like he's still got the rash, but now he's got a beard. And yeah. That means he's yeah. close to exploding, I guess. Uh-huh. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was interesting that they didn't make it 100% clear whether the serum thing that they made did or didn't cure him right like impossible says that they just invented ranch dressing right but you know it's possible that he's just being a jerk about it and doesn't want to give them credit for for something right because i love that he like just didn't want to take the time to find an antidote Uh uh-huh he just wanted to kill him yeah no this is like the only way you can do it yeah yeah and yeah but they probably actually cured the thing. Possibly. And, like, the one time that something actually works of Dr. Ventures. Right. Um, With the rest of the, you know, possible well, right. team. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they... Um, yeah. That's true. If it worked, then it's one of the only major successes in the series so far. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely make Professor Impossible look like a big jerk. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> let's see. They're... Oh, yeah, the, one of the things I had, and this is only sort of related to all that, but uh, I liked, uh, like, we, I mentioned last episode that the executives were not comfortable with all the smoking stuff, mm-hmm. so they have that scene of the kids. With the little kids. Right, with the spike boots and the acid and all the yeah. different stuff they got from uh, Race Bannon, and the, but, like, the step too far is when the kid almost smokes and Brock stops him. Yeah. Like, the idea that these kids could, you know, run around and, like, you know, cause real damage to the world, but it's like, yeah. the smoking joke is too far. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the, that they had another Go Team Venture gag, so this is two episodes in a row where they joked right. with that, <laughs> this time it's uh, Hank excitedly exclaiming, I'm not gonna explode anymore, plus we got a free invisible mom, yeah. Go Team Venture. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I loved when Brock, Hank, and Dean are on their spy mission. Yeah. And Hank, the Hank and Dean run off to change their clothes into spy <laughs> clothes. And Hank comes back, like, 
looking all cool and black with his sunglasses. And Dean is wearing a cowboy outfit. <laughs> because like, he didn't have a spy outfit. Right. He's like, nice spy clothes, Dean. I didn't have any black. I thought cowboys are the next best thing. <laughs> right. Like, if you're not a spy, you might as well dress as a cowboy. Right. Yeah. That was yeah. good. Uh, I, I didn't remember... Like, there are a lot of things I remembered about the episode, but I didn't remember that they were the same episode, I guess. Like, oh, I remembered really? Race Bannon, obviously, because mm-hmm. that was a big thing. And then I, I remembered parts... Like, I remembered that Sally was interested in Dr. Venture, mm-hmm. but I didn't really remember most of the this particular episode with them. Like, those right. characters show up more throughout the series, but, yeah, a lot of the rest of it had just kind of blurred with all that. Oh, wow. <laughs> but... Yeah. Anything else you had on this one? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. <laughs> everything. Everything. We didn't miss anything in this episode. Nothing. All right. <laughs> well, I guess that does it for this week then. Uh, next yeah. next week we've got Are You There, God? It's Me, Dean, and Past Tense. Uh, mm. and then after the week after that's going to be the last two episodes of the season. So. Yeah. We're getting towards the end of the Venture Brothers. We've talked a little bit about ideas for n- the next show to cover, but, you know, Maybe. it's still ideas. Still yes. working out how we'd handle, like, an hour-long show or or whether we want to do something that's, you know, airing now or, like, a new right. show as it starts or something. Yeah. But, yeah. Well. We'll figure that out. Might uh, reach out for thoughts. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening.